tonight, I thought it would be great uh, to talk to our young adults pastor, Josh Stott, about his dad journey. So you guys can bring this up while I just introduce the concept. All right. So, you know, God's designed family as a cornerstone of society. God himself is our father. We call him our heavenly father. Now, when you come to church and you hear people talk about our heavenly father, that can mean different things to different people. My phone, yeah, thank you. That can mean different things to, to, different, to different people. Uh, some of you, you, you might have come to church and you've heard of the concept. That, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about crucifying the old man. And you're like, that's exactly what needs to happen to my old man because of the pain of your upbringing. But that, that's a whole different story. That's not what it means. But, but in essence, God is a heavenly, beautiful, perfect Father. And we're going to talk about that in a series called Our Father in Heaven in the month of October. Because until you really know God as a Father, a loving, perfect Father, uh, there'll be a mental connection with God, but not a heart connection with God. And so often the journey of really connecting with God at an emotional level in a way that's transformative emotionally, not just mentally and not just, not just theoretically, but in a way that changes your heart, goes, the journey often goes with actually dealing with the stuff that has formed in your heart from your relationship with your dad, which could be great and it sets you up, like as Danielle said, she had a great relationship with her dad, I did the same. It set me up in so many ways. Uh, and then for other people, it can be the extreme opposite. Uh, a dad that can, you could have had a dad that was absent, neglectful, abusive, and so, so many, all a variety of spectrums. And you've got father wounds in your life. And usually we don't know that there, there's a wound, but it's there. It affects us. It affects the way we see people. It affects the way we see ourselves. It affects the way we see life. It, it will affect our relationships for our whole life unless we deal with it. And so one of the reasons that I wanted to interview Pastor Josh tonight is that in my mind, he is a great, a great example of a young guy who has, also young, there it is, thank you, uh, a young man who's now a middle, not quite middle aged, but a mature man, a mature young man, pastor in our church, who's done the journey well of dealing with the wounds in his life. And so the Bible talks about honoring your father and your mother. And, and it doesn't say honor them if they're great. It says honor them. And so learning to honor your parents when there's wounds in your heart, and all of us as dads, uh, and our dads, and then when you're a dad, we have gaps. We have things that we wish we were better at, we feel guilty about. And so it's inevitable. God's a perfect dad, so we, the best thing dads can do is point us to God for relationship with Him. And then he'll fill the God gaps in our life, but he'll also heal the father wounds. So I want you to uh, give Pastor Josh a big round of applause. Thank you, Ben. You can head off. Let's, let's move right forward. Josh, great to have you in your funky yellow socks here you go. French in fries. church. What are they? French fries. French fries. French fries. Nice. So. Nice. Hey, great to have you here. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, Pastor John. Happy Father's Day to you Thank as you. well. Thank you, Josh. Uh, now, you're, you're a father of one, and I think it was described as 1.8, right? 1.8, yes. 1.8. Yes. How long to go? 
Uh, six weeks. Six weeks and you'll be a daddy again. Uh, now, two. is it public what your next one's going to be? Or yes. It yes. is. So we're having, having a baby, bo- baby boy. A baby boy. So very so excited. A, wow. So, fantastic. So we've got a girl and a boy. Tell, so. us, about, tell us about your, your little bubby, your older bubby. Yes, Abby. not so much a bubby. Abby. Yes, your little girl. Yeah, Abby is three, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, she... Totally owns me. Yes. Uh, she's, she's got you twisted around her little finger, she? Don't she is the extrovert of the family. Yes. She's full of energy. She loves church. Yes. She loves dancing. She loves singing. And uh, we're just trying to keep up, honestly. That's so. awesome. <laughs> so what's the best part about being a dad? The best part about being a dad... Oh. I... I... One thing that I love... Oh, I'm going to cry already. <laughs> but one thing I love Who is... Who thinks that it's um, Pastor Josh is okay no. to cry here on stage? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, okay, yeah. isn't it? Uh, one thing I love is uh, often in the morning I'm, I've got a prayer room and I'm praying and I'm reading my Bible and uh, Abby, she quite, hasn't quite figured out doors yet, so I'll be praying and then the next thing there'll be this big bang on the door and this kind of like... Uh, the door handle will be going off, but she'll come in and often uh, give me a big cuddle and um, and then she'll actually stay there with me and just colour in and draw and I'll be praying and reading my Bible and I just go, oh, this is, this is a good dad moment and I, I love her there, having her there as a part of that. So it's a great dad moment. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Thanks for letting us in. Uh, okay, well, let, let's talk a bit about your journey, all right? So at 15 years of age... Somebody, I'll tell this part, somebody invites you from your workplace yes. to come to a boxing tournament. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, what, what, what did you think was going to happen? Um, so, yeah, after school job, I was yep. 15 years old, and someone said, oh, do you want to come see this fight um, on Sunday? And so I came to this fight not realizing it was church. Right. And... We don't uh, recommend that sort of deceptive yeah, yeah. marketing don't, don't as a general rule. Don't lie to people. Rule, don't lie to people. It's good to be honest. And so we literally set up a boxing um, yeah, so, thing in well, the middle of church. There was no boxing ring. It was singing. You were preaching, <laughs> and and then after the service, we literally just cleared the seats out of the way, and we we set up a boxing ring. Yeah. And yeah. and two guys. Uh, had well, a go at it. each other. Oh, no, and, uh, it was like yeah. a, a Southern Hemisphere champion, Yavin Top. He did awesome. Yeah. It, was a, it was a real thing. But yeah. <laughs> so, and, okay, church background. Had you been to ch- church growing up? Uh, no church background. I think uh, we didn't attend church growing up. I think I maybe went to church once for a wedding mm-hmm. while, when I was very little. But yeah. So uh, in your mind, before you came, what was church all about? Uh, in my mind, boring, religious, dead... Um, not for me. Harsh. Not being. Not not for me. Um, People that were wound up too tight. Uh, All these different things. Right. Right. Okay. So when when you came, apart from being ticked that it wasn't, were were you ticked? No, I had a good time. (laughs) Had a good time. Had a good time. What was your What was your What was the vibe that you those first few times you came along? Um, I think it was like almost shock because everything I had thought everything I just described there it wasn't right there was life the people were warm the people right. were kind the people were friendly right um people were happy right and I think for me I, I ended up sitting in church for a couple of months 
just absorbing all of that just right. to go, this isn't what I thought it was and I don't understand really what it is, yep. so I'm here. Yep. And, yeah, that eventually led to a moment where I invited God into my heart. Right. And, yeah, I, I remember it. I still remember that moment. Tell us about it. Um, uh, it was a night service like this mm-hmm. and I was probably sitting about the fourth row back mm-hmm. and... I just, we closed, we're closing our eyes and you were preaching and it was like, let's, um, if you want to invite God into your life, raise your hand. And everything in me was fighting it. Right. I was like, I'm not raising my hand. It's weird. I'm not going to do that. And then, but I just had this moment of, I said, I need something to shift in my life right. and maybe God's the answer but it's not going to happen until I take a step of faith. And I raised my hand uh, in those days. This is almost 20 years ago now. We don't do it now. We get people to, people came up the front and the whole church was cheering. And, um, but I just remember when saying a prayer, inviting God into my life, it was like just being washed with wave upon wave of his love. Wow. And, what you, like, what do you mean wave upon wave of his love? It's like a physical sensation, emotional? It was just, it was just like this presence. Mm. And it was, just, it was just love. And it just, it just broke me. Right. And I knew at that moment God was real. Yes. And that he loved me. Yes. And I haven't looked back ever since. Amazing. And... I, I, even now, I go, what has been some of the most powerful God moments? That would be one of them. Amazing. The day I gave my heart to God. Right. The day I found that he was real, yep. that he wanted to know me, awesome. that he loved me. Awesome. Um, changed me forever. Wow. So let, let, take us back to 15-year-old Josh's standing here. Yes. What sort of a 15-year-old were you pre-Jesus? <laughs> Good question. Um, look, I, I was... On the outside, I was putting on this very tough mm-hmm. exterior. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't need anyone. Yep. I'm fine. Yep. Uh, but on the inside, I was just this confused, hurting, angry mm. person that was just so lost and trying to figure out right. how to do this thing called life. Right. And, but so what, what did... So on the inside, if you're hurting and you're angry and you've got that stuff, but you're covering it up, what, what sort of behavior did that lead to? Um, suppression, mostly with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Emotional suppression? Yeah, just I was fine, didn't cry, I'm good, no, yep. um, everything's cool, I've got my life together. Yep. And so, yeah, I'd suppress, but there would just be these outbursts of anger, right. whether it be at home or in school, get into yep. fights, right. um, whether it be at t- teachers, whatever. Yep. So um, were you a yeller or a puncher or what were you, Josh? I was everything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to where that came from then. Mm. So you're 15 years old, you're angry, you're, you're angry at the world, not really emotionally in touch. Where, what... what now you know, probably at the time, you, often you, you wouldn't connect why, but what, what was causing that? Yeah, so I definitely didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
what I discovered, and it was in church again on a Sunday, we had a guest speaker, and he was preaching about forgiveness. Mm. And, and one of the lines was that some people here need to forgive their dad. Right. And it just made me so angry. Right. So it touched that emotion on it the inside. It poked that trigger. <laughs> poked that trigger. Yes. And when my parents separated at five, we were in New Zealand and then we came over to here. Right. I didn't realize when we came here that would be the last time in a long time that I would see my dad. Right. And so... And I would say things growing up like I didn't need a dad. Right. Um, I didn't want a dad. Yep. Um, our dad abandoned us. Right. Um, if I ever saw my dad, I would beat him. Yeah. Uh, just this deep anger. So and so, from five years old. Yeah. Can you remember much before you were five with your dad involved in your memories? Yeah, yeah. Um, like home, New Zealand and home mm-hmm. uh, was very traumatic. Right. Um, I actually don't remember many good moments, mm-hmm. um, mostly bad moments, mm-hmm. um, moments of violence, mm-hmm. uh, moments of... It was just crazy. Were you on the end of the violence or you were observing violence? I, I, would, I witnessed a lot. Right. Um, witnessed drug abuse, mm-hmm. witnessed uh, my dad being attacked, mm-hmm. witnessed... Um, yeah, just witnessed a lot of things yeah. Yeah. that no kid should. Yeah. And so when we came to New Zealand, uh, to Australia, mm-hmm. I had kind of almost justified it right. as well. Like, right. oh, it's better without it because I don't have to deal with that right. stuff. It's right. better without him. Right. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, wow. So you hear someone say you need to forgive your dad. So in your mind, he's... He's abandoned you. Yes. I mean, I, I, I think you've told us before that you kind of remember the moment your dad left. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Um, I, yeah, I... Again, I was very young, so I was very blurred. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just remember we were on the plane and we are here. Yep. And... That was it. And that was he, it. Didn't hear from him. Didn't hear from him. All right. So yeah. you're, you've got this angry vibe going on, yes. you need to forgive your dad. What, what did you do with that? Um, I did nothing initially. Yep. I just was angry. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and didn't want to deal with it. Right. And, but it did stick with me. Like, right. I felt God ha- had spoken to me that day. You know yep. when God speaks to yep. you yep. and you just can't shake it? It, it resonates f- with your heart, but yeah. you, even if you're like... Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Keeping coming to church, yep. keeping talking with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some great spiritual dads in my early journey yep. that would ask me questions, yep. put words to things that I might not know how to express as a young man. Yep. And bit by bit, stuff just started coming out. Right. And pain started coming out. Right. And hurt started coming out. Yeah. And it sucked. Yeah. It wasn't nice. Yeah. But I'm so thankful I walked through that journey. Yeah, wow. Because, I mean, let's explain for people, because in essence, 
um, when we experience pain, okay, mm. when we're wounded from, from whatever, and it can be either intentional or unintentional, it can be from direct or indirect, mm. that pain, it gets into our soul. It's, it's the way you're wired. We're wired as emotional people. So the pain gets into your heart. It gets into your soul. Mm. And it's going to come out in some form. It's going to come out in violence. Mm. It's going to come out in anger. It's going to come, Pretending it's not there yes. is the worst thing you can do. Yes. Because it's actually going to break out mentally, yeah. physically, emotionally and yeah. spiritually, right? So even though you might not be aware that it's their pain, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and sometimes I don't know if you would ever have this, but when you've got that pain, if you see some, a movie or yeah. have a moment or you yeah. witness something and it sort of comes up, yes. God's plan is in a healthy way mm. to get that up and out yes. so that you're not carrying it in your soul, right? Yes. That's, that's the goal. But he gives you the keys to unlock the door yes. to let the pain out. Yeah. So it's ultimately your choice. Was there a moment where you said, okay, I'm going to forgive my dad? Yeah, I, I, there was a moment where I decided that for my own benefit, right. um, God had revealed it mm-hmm. and I had realized it, mm-hmm. that this was something holding me back in my life. Yep. And so I, I made the decision. I decided to have take a step of courage almost mm-hmm. to go, you know what, I'm going to choose to forgive my dad. Right. And initially that forgiveness journey just looked like me just making that statement, right. I forgive my dad. Right. And then, and then it developed to I forgive my dad for this. Mm-hmm. I forgive my dad for that situation. Mm-hmm. And I reckon it was about four years of that. Mm-hmm before I came to a point where I, I, I forgave my dad, but I actually felt like I meant it. Right, right. That it didn't have a hold of me anymore. And whenever there was a, a message around forgiveness, I'd just lean into it. Right. You know, one, one message I heard was write it down, so I wrote it down, but yeah. burnt it. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but bit by bit, I so think. How much, when you started to do that, how much was it emotional or how much was, how much was it just, I'm, I'm just making a choice? Did you feel it much? Initially, it was, I was saying it, but everything in me was getting angry and saying, don't do it. Right. Um, and then bit by bit, mm-hmm. it got softer. Mm-hmm. Bit by bit, it got more emotional. Right. Bit by bit, it got easier, mm-hmm. bit by bit, and eventually got to the point where I was like, you know what, I can do this. Wow. Yeah. And I'd say that that was the journey of healing. Yes. So, I mean, people want a moment. Yes. Like, I just want that moment and be done and dusted. And I found in my walk with God, it's more of a journey. Yeah. And leaning into that journey yeah. and pursuing that journey. Yeah. Because, well, the longer the pain's been either actively poured in or left in, the longer it's going to take to wash out, right? Yeah. yeah. Were you a crier in your early days in church, Josh? No. You're a suppression expert, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was there... So part of that, I guess, the pain of what happened to you, it, it sends a message to you about your worth, doesn't yes. it? Yes, Ultimately, if yes. dad leaves me and doesn't get in contact, that 
that's a statement to me about yes. my identity. That's a statement. Yeah. What was? What did it say to you? Um, I I was carrying things. I wouldn't say I, I'd say them, but you carry them on your yeah. heart. Yeah, they get. I, I mean, the Bible talks about things get written on yes, your heart. Yes. So things from that. So what was written on your heart about um, yourself? You weren't worth it. You weren't worth fighting for. Uh, you weren't really loved. Um, something was wrong with you. Um, yeah, these were the kinds of things that were written yeah. on my heart. Yeah, yeah. So how did, are they this, how did you get those things out? Because that's deep, right? If they've been written yeah. on your heart from life, how did they get erased? And that's where God came in. Mm-hmm. And I think as I'd forgiven my dad and releasing those things, it gave God room to, God room to come in and to dissolve those things with what he really thought. Right. Even today, even, even most days when I pray, yes. I ask God this question. It's like, what do you want to say to me? Yes. And usually the first thing he says to me is, I love you. You know, mm. um, <laughs> um, uh-huh. so time with God, mm-hmm. time in his word, yeah. you know, the word of God is powerful. Yes. If you're reading the word of God and you disagree with it, yes. you're wrong. <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. And that says something. Right. So if the Bible says God loves me yes. so much that he would send his son, mm-hmm. And I don't believe that. There's something not clicking for me. Right. Not God, there's no problem with God. Right. And so I would just, yeah, I would just let God in in prayer and just yep. ask him that question. Yeah. I would read his word, the Bible, and just let him speak to me. Yeah. And if, I, if there was a little heart thing on any verse, I'd just go, okay, I'm just going to sit on this. Yeah. And let God just do what he needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just say it over, think about it, think yeah. about what it means. Yeah, I would, de- I would have declarations that God loves me, yes. he's for me, he's proud of me, yes. um, he values me, yes. and just say them over and over. Wow, yeah. I love that. So the, the forgiveness journey, as I understand it, allows the Holy Spirit to come. It's like he's locked, whatever is unforgiven, mm. he's locked out of accessing, getting that off your heart. Yeah. So if I'm, you know, I'm not worth it, it's written on my heart. Yeah. If I don't forgive the person that really essentially wrote that on my heart, or that, then the Holy Spirit's locked out of yeah. removing that. Yeah. So it, forgiveness is not saying what you did is okay. No. That, that's the, forgiveness is not saying, you know, that's all fine and we're all good now, right? Forgiveness is going... That was wrong, but I'm no longer going to judge you. And I'm because while I'm holding the right of judging you, I'm keeping God locked out of that space in my life, yeah. right? So, uh, in, in that, there's like a hundred little thoughts <laughs> I want to talk to you about because it's so helpful for people. Uh, in, in terms of, sometimes there are moments where something, because the devil comes in on this stuff, right? The devil comes in. So what, what we're essentially talking about is one part of it is rejection. You're rejected. Yes. What did rejection mean? How did that affect you and relationships and people? Yeah, totally. Um, 
so rejection for me is, yeah, I, it, it resulted in I can't trust anybody. Right. And because people will reject me and that will hurt. So as a protection... Sort of put a barrier around. Put barrier out. Right. Um, and, yeah, particularly with, in church life, like father figures. Right. I would just, if any guy kind of got, in a good way, got close, I would just, like, walls. Right. You know, and um, try to work around them or away from them, you know. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that was my defense mm-hmm. mechanism was, yeah. you know, I feel rejected or I'm scared I'm going to get rejected. Yep. So yep. walls come up. Right. And Don't want to let you in. You might abandon me. Yep. All those things. Wow. Was, so where for you, because demons also get involved in this stuff, sure. evil spirits, that, that pain becomes an access point for yes. evil spirits. Yes. So th- have you had moments where you felt a, a something shift and lift off you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Tell us about those. Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was at a church conference mm-hmm a church conference once and Pastor Phil was the speaker mm-hmm. and he he just he just was talking about freedom and I'm like oh, I'm free I've done so much healing it's all good <laughs> and uh, and but I, I just said you know what? I'm just going to engage my heart I'm going to say God if there's anything you want to do right now I'm opening up to you right and and in that moment it was like, it was like there was a, there was a situation in New Zealand that was quite traumatic for right, me, right. and it was like God put me as an adult into that situation, mm-hmm. and I could see everything that was happening, and I was like, oh wow! But then it was like I could see a demon in the corner, wow. and I was like, oh, that moment there was when fear jumped onto me, wow, and um, and I felt like in. Pastor Phil led a prayer, and I felt like it just break free in that moment. Right. And so that I've had moments like that, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I've had moments where I've just um, had enough. Yep. It's like I'm wrestling with this. This is yes. this is this is not true, but it's always constantly bombard me, and I just right. get a little bit cranky, yep. like yep. in a holy way, and yep. just. Oh my some God. righteous anger. Some righteous anger and just pray, not even knowing how to pray, but just praying strong in the yes. spirit, thinking yep. about that thing. And then in a moment, just boosh, and it's like, oh, wow, something's just shifted. Wow. And um, so those are moments of freedom. Yeah, that, that's awesome because what, what else? You talked about fear. Would there be any other kind of spirits that you're like, oh, I really know that broke off me? Is it some, yeah, is I would it? say rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say... Abandonment was probably an identity thing, but I wouldn't say I felt there was something on it. So rejection, Um, anger, Mm. I would say anger broke off me. I think I felt like anger broke off me the night I gave my heart to God. Yeah, wow. It was was like, I didn't understand it in that moment. It's just all the spiritual stuff going on, right? But I just remember I was so angry, Mm. and for the first time, I didn't feel angry after that moment. I just felt loved. Amazing. And I was like, oh, wow. That's awesome. But looking back now, I'll just go, that moment right there, I felt like anger lifted. Wow. I love that. So tell us a little bit then, this is your journey in terms of 
your heart and your relationship with your heavenly father yes what's it looked like in terms of your natural dad if you, you tell us about what what happened what's happened yes yeah, sure well um just before i got married so 10 years ago now um probably a year before that i was i was um looking after a guest speaker and he just kind of mentioned he's like oh have you ever thought of i was just telling him my story and he's like have you ever thought of going to see your dad and i said i hadn't really thought about that um but again it was one of those moments where it's like oh that stuck with me yep. i was like and i just felt particularly before i got married it's like mm. I, i need to get to new zealand yep. and um meet my dad right and i felt god on it mm. and so I, i i comboed it with a trip we went over to new zealand for a, a youth camp over there yep. and um i always like knew out my grandparents and my dad's side growing up right and so through them managed to make that connection yep and so yeah i did a face to face with my dad <laughs> we How's went and had a um it was good it was really good mm-hmm. i know i had forgiven him mm-hmm. because i didn't expect anything of that moment there you go um I I sometimes chat with people and they're like I'm going to meet with my dad right now and I said well have you forgiven your dad right uh, and like no yeah. and I'm like well let's work on this first how do you know you've forgiven when you don't expect nothing from them mm-hmm. when you can go I'm going to meet them and this rage isn't going to come up in you where you want to punch them <laughs> yep that's a good sign <laughs> yep yeah but it was like ah oh, I didn't feel like I needed anything from this moment yep to be healed a whole or yep. better yep. i just like you know I, i think this is a step it's just the next step i think it's the next step but it's not yeah i literally went in and i said i don't expect anything from this moment i don't expect anything from my dad in this moment right but i want to see what happens in this moment yeah and we met mm-hmm. it was awkward mm-hmm. it was um we we went and had a walk along the beach yep. and but what i realized in that moment this is what i realized mm-hmm. was all the lies and things that the devil had placed on me yep. or i had placed on me yeah just started to wash off even more right as a man that did love me right but in his own thing in his own world was yep. very broken yeah very lost yeah very sick yeah and he himself just didn't feel like he should have been in the picture right and wow that's what i realized right. i didn't need that yeah but i got that yeah and it it helped so much amazing and it was a restoring moment there yeah yep. i wouldn't say my dad and i now have this deep and meaningful thriving sure. relationship sure but you know we'll contact each other a couple times through the year yeah and we'll talk yeah and it's great it's good yeah it's really really good do you think it's possible for a person to mentally understand all we've just talked about so yes but 
in their heart still not have engaged in the journey of healing? Yeah. What does that look like? I think... I think... Um, I think it was the God moments that really allowed me to hear the cry of my heart. Yeah. It was God softening my heart. Yeah. And that's... Because I, I would say as a 15-year-old, I would genuinely say I was okay. Yeah. Because yep. I had suppressed it and squashed it that much. Yep. But God would just bring it up gently yep. and deal with it Love bit it. by bit. Love it. I think talking to people does really help. Yep. Sometimes what we feel in our heart, it's hard to t- articulate right. in our mind. It's hard to get words for it. And so being someone that's ahead of the journey, mm-hmm. I, I, I remember having coffees with multiple people. Yeah. And they just, they had this statement, and I go, that's exactly how I feel. Right. But I couldn't get there in my, in yep. my mind, in my own strength, I yep. guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. I want you to pray for everybody, because this is not just, it's Father's Day, but we're all got some, well, we've got a father in some form, somehow, we've been fathered. Yeah. So this will be affecting everybody very differently, but I want you to pray for the healing touch of God that you've experienced and the love of a heavenly father to touch people. Why don't you close your eyes right now? Yes, Father, I just lift every person in the room tonight to you, God. Lord, where there is, where there is pain, where there is gaps that have been caused by our earthly fathers, Lord, we come to you tonight with that pain. And Lord, we just pray that you would begin to do a mighty work in our lives, that you would bring healing, Lord, that you would bring restoration into those areas. Lord, that you would expose lies, Lord, and that you would remove those lies. But Lord, I just pray tonight Lord, above all else, that you would just wash every single person with your love. Lord, that you would speak to them about what you think of them. Wave upon wave of your love tonight, God, would wash over them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Josh, for your vulnerability and your openness and your sharing. Put your hands together. So good.